0: The three of us all have the same airplane, and we sell it. What's the Providence difference between a Fitz Plane and Terry Plane and a Lee Plane? I'm thinking Fitz is twenty bucks, Terry's fifteen bucks, and I'm a dollar fifty. Welcome to the RC
1: Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, howdy folks. Welcome to episode one two of the RC Roundtable. And, uh, I was told to remind everybody that, uh, if you want to contact us at RC Roundtable, you can do contact at rcroundtable.com. Send us a note, send us a message, send us some hate mail that will go straight to Terry and we will certainly answer you. <laughs> We've got some great emails lately and, uh, Keep it on coming. Ha <laughs> uh, And of course, check us out. If you're listening to this, check us out on YouTube's at uh, Darcy Roundtable channel. If you're watching YouTube, check us out on various podcasting uh, services such as Podbean, iTunes. Um, Spotify. Whatever. Spotify. Thank you. Yeah. It was cool. We're on Spotify. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, be sure to leave us a ratings so the algorithms will be favorable to us. Algorithm gods will prey upon us. The the, the nice comments you will give us and, and move us up in rank to you know the bottom five thousand podcasts or something like that. So, anyways, thanks so much. I see people popping into the chat already, and I see a whole bunch of familiar names. Thanks, guys, for joining us. How you doing, Jerry and Lee? What's that? Heard? I see names from both coasts. So East Coast and West Coast. If you're east of the Rockies, yeah. dial. If you're west of the Rockies, <laughs> if you're north of the Rockies, and if you're south of the Rockies, just just hang on.
0: <laughs> I, uh, uh, I want to add, uh, we're we're doing some new things, guys. We are paying the big bucks. We've upgraded our stream to 1080. (laughs) You guys have been dealing with the standard definition RC Roundtable (laughs) podcast. We're we're going to see us high resolution, see all these little goodies we have. And so we hope you appreciate that. Let us know how the stream is coming across for you. Let us know if you see any glitches and so forth. This will help us determine how it's looking. And we're adding, just to see how it goes, Instagram tonight. So we actually have a live show streaming on Instagram. Who is making noise in the background? It's above me. Okay. You need to, is that your dog? Nope. <laughs> that
1: dog doesn't make any noise. Moved.
0: <laughs> this is so, so much rattling up there. That's not the video increase. That's Terry. <laughs> send you sure. again, send your hate mail to contact I'm
2: mute until I have something to say. How about that? <laughs>
0: no. Well, anyway, thanks, everybody, for joining us this evening. Gosh, we've got 20 people already in. Thank you.
1: Yeah, we've got a, we've got a quorum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We also have a lot to talk about, so. We do. Let's get the show on the road. Well, rolling or something. Let's motivate. Let's activate our show and show and tell, I guess, today, right? Yeah. Lots of it, yeah.
2: And our show and guess
0: because at least for my stuff, I don't know what's in the box. Yeah. So it'll <laughs> be a surprise. Okay. Yeah. We're going to. So should we, so we, I wish we had a poll system. We could ask people what do they want to do first. Do we want to do the mystery box? Do we want to do estate slash swap meets?
2: I thought Fitz had a mystery box too.
0: Mystery box.
1: <laughs> Maybe for you. I got, okay. I got stuff from the swap meet that I haven't told you guys about, I think.
2: Oh, okay. It's well, my that's mystery. But...
1: Uh, and maybe I should uh, uh, talk about the, the, the Twin Bird real quick. Yeah, it's sneaking up behind you. Yeah, you're probably wondering why I have the, the Twin Timber out here. And I just want there's something I kind of discovered over the weekend and I thought I'd tell our audience and you guys. It's pretty cool. Uh, so this is a new flight Twin Timber. Well, new ish. It's been out since last year. And uh, this is actually a review for Modern Evasion Magazine. I've already submitted to review and well, I was making a video for it. There will be an accompanying video. So check out their website. The article goes live. And uh, I found out I was able to do something and tweak it a bit. So, Lee, remember, I think uh, you flew it. We flew it in that rainstorm practically. Uh, if you remember when you came down I here,
0: think, I think you flew it. I did. did oh, you know, I, I did fly it once. That is correct. I did. Okay. Fly
1: it. So, yeah. So, um, uh, and one thing we remarked at is the it has differential thrust, which is pretty cool. But we both noticed that it seemed a little on the weak side as far as the, the difference in the different the differential and the different difference in the differential. <laughs> um, so I found out that you can actually go into the speed controllers and change the programming. You can either do it two ways. You can do it with a little programmer thing that I, I happen to have already, and uh, you can also do it through Ford programming with some of the uh, Spectrum transmitters. Uh, but this was actually really easy Just plug it in and go over. And from the factory, the differential is set really mild. It's like uh, you have 10% increments from 0 to 50%, and it was set at 10%. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, I was like, well, that's not going to do. So I plugged this sucker in and said, well, let me go up to 40% and see how that does. And I had a chance to fly it, and oh, what a world of difference that made. <laughs> Uh, like Toyota, oh what a difference! Uh, so now, you,
0: so oh what a feeling! Now,
1: yeah, you've seen the video. You can now do some pretty neat pinwheels with it and stuff like that. So that was the ticket, and it is, literally takes you you know thirty seconds to change the programming. Uh, it's that long. So um, look for that in the video. That's pretty cool. So if you have a twin timber, check, and you're looking for a little kick in the pants, do that. I highly recommend it. It's still very easy to fly, but uh, the uh, I guess they didn't want to over over control people to over control it out of out of the box. Right. I guess for newbies, but uh, if you have some experience on your belt, go in there and reprogram those ESCs. And there's a few other features too you can program. And there's uh, apparently it has the ability to do reverse thrust, but I couldn't get it to work for some reason. So, uh, but this is the find and fly. So maybe receiver may have ran on the channels, but uh, I thought that was interesting. So, anyways, that's why it's on the table real quick. I just want to talk about that, and I'm done.
0: But but I have a right. question. Someone's yeah. raising their hand in the back. That's in the speed control, the differential
2: thrust. It's not a mix on the transmitter.
0: Uh, well, it says
1: differential. I don't know where it is. I just plugged in the programming cable and the, and the option was there. So I don't know exactly. I presume that's in the speed controller because these are for programming the speed controller. Uh, oh. ESC programmer. Okay. It may be, uh, um, Maybe there's another signal being sent by the receiver to tell it something along those lines. I, I don't know the the gist of it. Did you have uh, to? That's
0: do interesting. Each speed Good controller? question. I
1: have no idea. What's that?
0: Did you do it? Did you do each speed controller separately?
1: Yes, you got to do each one separately because you can you can also change the direction of the motor. So yes, each control is done separately. They provide you with two wires for, that are labeled programming one and programming two when you take off the thing. I don't know if you can see it, but here they are right here. It says. Program motor one and program motor two. Hmm. So it's actually there. Again, I don't know the specifics. I haven't really looked to see where the wires go because a lot of them are kind of taped up and wrapped up. So I think it goes into the wing. I'm not, I don't even remember. So that's the big mystery. I'm not exactly sure where it goes, but it worked. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So if you guys have a twimber out there, um and there's, I noticed that the ailerons can can act as flapperons, technically, but uh, it's not, I don't think the Biden fly version can do that, but if you have your own version with your own receiver, I believe you can set these up so you can have super ailerons or flapperons or spoilers, all kinds of crow, and that kind of stuff. Um, right. Just the hinge itself can go up. I don't know if you can see that for the flap, so it can, yeah. can move pretty much just as much as the Ailerons.
0: <laughs> I saw Terry's <sighs> face. I mean, his no, me no. nah, nah, nah. confidence it's in, in those buttercup. gears. <laughs> <laughs> on a
1: pile of stripped gears. <laughs> They're metal, serv- metal gear servos, maybe.
2: Uh, all right. Well, speaking right. of differential thrust, I recently flew a plane that wasn't mine that had differential thrust. It was the Hobby King Albatross. Have you guys flown one of those? The, the scale model of the Grumman Albatross uh-huh. flying boat? Negative. No. Okay. At first, I was going to say it's the first time I've flown one, but I see Jason Klein's here. I think Jason had one at the neat fair a few years ago. I can't remember if I flew his or not. So Jason remind me if I flew it. But I flew, my buddy Aaron here has one, and we he was flying his off of snow, and he let me fly it. What a nice flying airplane it's really cool Mm. really well done it has differential thrust just it's well balanced it it did lots of things well so i'm here to say my my grudge against hobby king is officially over until they do something it's officially just for that. that it's been a long time since i've seen anything that you know i used to get upset with them because they would take people's ideas and you know make their own stuff without attribution um but I haven't seen that in a while, and I don't think yeah. this Albatross is a stolen idea. It seems to be unique to them, and it's so, really nice. Is it this one? Is it? That's the one, yeah. Um The one I flew had a Coast Guard scheme, I believe. Or is that a Coast Guard so, scheme? Yeah, I can't tell. I want to say mine had orange, or the one I flew had orange. I might be making that up. But yeah, that's
0: the, the yeah. model. So, that's Discontinued. <laughs> oh, that sucks.
1: But I think Something happened with Hobby King. They either reorganized or under new management or something along those lines. So, okay. so maybe that's why you're seeing a difference as well.
2: Maybe I don't know,
1: but for a while there, five or ten years ago,
2: it was pretty rampant, and I was very vocal about my dislike for them. But
1: yeah, yeah. Over it. Okay.
2: Anyway, yeah. Moving
1: on. Okay, what's up next? Where do we go from here? I
0: think. I think Terry does his mystery box. Do I?
1: Okay. So all we've right. got the mystery box.
2: Um, let me see if I can fit it up here. Um, well, let me let me tell the background story on it first. We talked <laughs> about this. Yeah, the, I was born a poor black child. Um,
1: <laughs> in the comments <laughs> section, please name the movie for this, all. <laughs> <moment song. laughs> Do you have a special purpose?
2: <laughs> I, I might. So we talked about this in the last show, I think. Lee sent me to an auction that had Astro Motors, but had other lots with things that I thought I wanted. I bid on several lots, only one one of them, and it didn't have the Astro Motors. And it had a bunch of screws and stuff in it. So at the time we recorded the last show, I had won the auction, but they hadn't shipped it yet. So I think I paid $3 for that lot. And it was a set of drawers. You couldn't see much in it. And I think there was like a two dollar handling charge, so I'm five bucks into this thing. I got a call from the shipping company. You wanna guess how much it costs to ship this thing?
0: Eighteen dollars. Twenty-five. No oh, more than twenty-five?
1: Forty two dollars.
2: <laughs> Holy <laughs> gross. <It's... What's>
1: that? <laughs>
2: That's and crazy! I, wow, I, it's heavy. It's twenty something pounds, and they oh, said okay. the weight of it. I'm like, did you take the screws out? Because I asked them not to. They're like, yeah, we took the screws out. This is just other stuff.
1: So, <laughs> how much would you have been with the screws? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, at that point, I mean, there,
0: there I are mean, lead not- bricks in that box. <laughs> <laughs> they just, <laughs> they just was- threw other stuff in there.
1: I'd be
2: happy
0: I with about them. the anchor it comes with.
1: Wow.
2: So we're gonna see, but it's a reasonably <laughs> sized box, but it's twenty something pounds full of. Who knows, but it better be some good stuff to justify $42 of shipping. Wow, All yeah, right, that's so that's here
0: we so go. Cool. Please don't
2: take the baby to the liquor store. It's not that kind of bottle for. Hello, everybody. It's Terry. Pardon me for just a moment while I break into the podcast, but I wanted to let listeners of the audio-only version know that we have decided to delete the next 10 minutes or so of the podcast. The reason for that is while I was going through the mystery box, my microphone was picking up a lot of the shuffling and scraping and throwing away of various items, and we decided not to subject you to all of that noise, especially since you can't see what's going on. While there was a lot of garbage in that box, there was also a few interesting items. If you would like to see what I'm talking about, you can go to our Facebook page or our YouTube channel, and all of that content is still in the video for episode 192. And with that, We now return to the podcast as we wrap up the mystery box segment. You win some, you lose some. And overall, I can't complain. I do pretty well at swap meets and things, but this one's a dud. And it's going to be a while before I try any auctions.
0: You say dud, but we're going to save this until you actually dump the entire box out on your own and go through it. And you find a a couple of gems. Yeah.
2: Maybe there's one of those upside down stamps on the bottom or something. But
0: for our for our fans, viewers, listeners, what you should do is take the stuff out of the pile, put the junk pile in one area, take the stuff you know you're going to keep and use, take a photo of that, you know, and then we can decide whether it was a win or loss. All right, because you might find some other gems and things that you would actually put in your inventory, tools that you would keep. Because, like, again, I'm going to say this. At least you've got boxes.
2: Right. And, and you, <laughs>
0: I never get to do um, mine.
2: Right. And you know, while we're talking about valuable old stuff, um, you guys know that I've been kind of in a, a rabbit hole with old RC car stuff lately. And there's several forums on Facebook for RC 10 specifically. There was one that popped up today, an RC 10 for 8 thousand dollars
3: pesos
1: u.s american dollars was it like really plated in gold and not just gold
2: (laughs) (laughs) and it's interesting because there was the thread where the guy put it up for sale and then there was another thread where somebody said you know is that worth it how do we and this market, how are we valuing things these days? And there's a really good discussion about it. And a lot yeah. of things make a lot of sense. But, you know, this particular one, it's one of the early model RC-10Ts, the truck version, the stadium truck. And it was owned and driven by Cliff Lett, who was a racer and engineer. I think he still works for Team Associated. So it has what do they call it, providence. It has a specific history beyond it just being a unique vehicle. So... Given that and some other things, some people were saying, yeah, it's worth that and somebody out there will pay it. And of course, there's other people saying, you know, I would never spend that much money. But I just thought it interesting that, you know, a lot of these RC10s, the bottom end is probably around $100 for a thrashed out one that needs a lot of work and it's been drilled and hacked up. But I didn't know what the top end was. Apparently, the top end is somewhere north of
1: $8,000. Eight thousand dollars. Well, that's what he priced it. At, whether somebody right. buys it for that much is another story, right?
2: And he was uh, very honest about that. He's like, I really had nothing to compare it to, but I was using X, Y, and Z based on what other cars in a similar situation had sold for. So this is, you know, the my starting point at it, and the market will decide eventually what it's worth. But several people were saying, you know, if I didn't already have this and this, I'd buy it for that much. So, oh wow, it's not a crazy number. Just based on this, there's like anything, there's the normal people who are involved and then there's the people who are really, really into it. And those people are willing to spend money. And they also made a good point with this specific vintage of this, people our age who were teenagers or maybe young twenties back in the nineties when this was contemporary. Now we're old enough that we probably have some money that's expendable. And these are the things that are nostalgic to us. And we're, some of us are willing to pay a lot of that money for it, so anyway i I just thought it was a very interesting data point on that whole thing,
0: yeah, yeah. The three of us all have the same airplane, and we sell it. What's the providence difference between a Fitz plane and a Terry plane and a Lee plane? I'm thinking Fitz is twenty bucks, Terry's fifteen bucks, and I'm a dollar fifty. No. <laughs> yes. Or it's Lee who? <laughs> like, yeah, I think if, if Fitz had a plane, and he sold it. People would say, "Oh, Fitz Fitz Walker signed this," so yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Hey, give give Fitz your stuff so he can sell it for you at a higher price. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: he signs it. maybe. puts it in one of his videos. And you know that's interesting because that was some of the stuff that they were saying can increase or decrease the value. Certain cars that had been the subject of a magazine article or if it has a signature of a certain person who drove it. Just things like uh-huh. that kind of baseball cards or anything else that... There's just specific little things that people are looking for.
1: So, I, I, crazy, actually, crazy! I saw that at a hobby shop when a guy was hanging up an airplane. I ca- caught my attention because I have the same one, and the in the in the little t- tag it says, "You know, such and such plane um, for so many dollars." This is like. This model was used in the mo- a review article,
0: so person's <laughs> actually if hyping fit, up. You know. Fit starts signing your planes, man. You might get a couple of extra. But wait, I, I flew this. <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> oh, so I need, um, need because I'm missing. I, that's so mean. <laughs> that's so, you know, my planes don't need landing gear. Let's just put that right there. And, and the wingspan oh, might funny. be slightly shorter than stock. Uh, it's on purpose. It's by design. Uh, by the way, What's thanks the... guys for, hold on, what? Go ahead. I was just going to say thanks, guys, for joining in the conversation. I'm seeing a lot of comments, and Terry needs to go through because he wasn't looking at all of them when he was unpacking the box. So he may want to jump back. But, uh, guys, throw your comments, throw your questions at us. Again, uh, I want to say we're just uh, lucky to have all of you spending your Friday evening with us, listening to us, uh, jabber jaw. And I know uh, Fitz and I got some fun stuff to show you in a second. But, again, if you haven't uh, subscribed to Facebook or YouTube channels, please do so. Uh, What's
2: more fun it. than heat shrink tubing? Really,
0: <laughs> we've already peaked. Should we? Should we just feel bad for those who are watching us <laughs> unbox shrink tubing? <laughs> People are going to question their lives. I just watched a guy open a box of shrink tubing and empty receiver boxes. <laughs> it <would be> glorious. <laughs>
2: but speaking of airplanes with provenance, wasn't oh, okay. it Tony cursor that told us about a hobby shop out by him that has a gentle lady? That was yeah. owned or built by Goldbergs. Carl Goldberg. Yeah, but to me, that's like a big deal, right?
0: Yeah. That's Fitz's goal. You <laughs> have that Goldberg Providence, Providence. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And let's so say you end up with,
2: do, you fly it, or do you wrap it in bubble wrap?
1: And I think I'd fly it once or twice, and then wrap in bubble wrap. I uh, think
0: I agree with Fitz. I'd have to fly it. Yeah. yeah, it's like my dad's plane. I, you know, I probably could have just put it up and just say, "Hey, I don't want to." Damage my dad's plane but i had to fly to dance it was a must yeah
1: but it's a gentle lady, so don't winch launch
0: it <laughs> <laughs>
1: or even bungee you got to be careful yeah
0: <laughs> um so can i take the screen terry you have anything else hey, Your you sure because i want to i want to lead into fitz's stuff so i'm going to start because it was a, an estate sale i went to and I have photos to share because my stuff's downstairs. So if you bear with me, we want to try to quickly get to Fitz's stuff. So we found an estate sale and I emailed my buddy Fitz and it was fun. I I can't go through the whole story. I think we kind of mentioned it on the last show, if I'm not mistaken, about sniping and stuff. And, you know, Fitz was in a bidding war uh, with another gentleman. But it was funny because Fitz wanted one thing. I was questioning a couple of others and then Fitz. Like while he was being goes, oh, I didn't even see this helicopter. And that turned out to be the gem. I, I can't wait for him to share this with you. But uh, Ryan and I went over with my trailer to Georgetown, Texas, where the estate sale was. We picked up all the items and here's what I got. And bear with me. So they had these two large planes and I was like, well, you know, one of them had an engine. I was like, if I'm lucky, maybe it's a it's a nice gas engine. I could use it on the Taylor craft that I bought a couple of weeks ago. And it surprised me because I'll be honest with you guys, I'm falling in love with the champ at the top of your screen. Uh, this is a a cloth covered uh, Bud Nosen, 105 inch wingspan. I didn't have photos of the wings here, but they look good. But guys, I started looking at this more carefully. I don't think it's flown. Oh really? Because uh, the reason I say this is because when I pulled the wings, the ailerons are not connected to anything. They're moving, they've got push rods, but they're not, there's no device that they connect to. And there was Ooh. nothing in the center wing, like for a single servo. So I'm thinking this thing may have never flown. It may have been built and just, you know, they put stuff in it, but it is never flown. Is this Is it has, rods? Like What it, hardware is in there for the ailerons? That's the thing. There is a push rod coming out from the wing using a- um, A bell L crank? Bracket, yeah, like a bell crank that goes to the center, in a, in a push rod, but it's, it's just sitting there. There's no connector. It's, it looks like it's almost carbon fiber. Um, but there's a Quadra 35 in that cowl and okay. I didn't pull anything off yet. So I just, I just got it a couple of weeks ago and it turns over and I was like, okay, but I'm <laughs> looking up online on RC groups. Can't tell you how many times I found people commenting that the Quadra is a boat anchor, you know, <laughs> it's just, but, I don't know. I just, like. I started looking at it. It's, it's in questionable condition. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's horrible. Um, it's better than the other TaylorCraft I got, but it's starting to grow on me. Um, but there's the interior and it has places for servos and you can see the uh, standard goldenrod uh, stuff in there. But uh, again, it's just dry. There's no stains and I just don't think it's flown. So just my opinion. And then this is the other Taylor craft. And the main reason I bought this one is because the wings had the struts and it looked to be the same size as the one that I have. So I was hoping to just pay for this plane and steal the struts from it to finish the white one that's in my hanger. Uh, probably not one I'd want to finish. I'll probably put this out for sale at the swap meet coming up next weekend. But uh, while I was there, I picked up stuff for fitz so my my story's done i don't think there's any questions in the comment section i bought some big planes i'm gonna look at them i like the champ and uh we'll go from there but i think uh fitz has got a fun story to share with everybody
1: sure uh joshua dynamic rc mentioned something about the engine
0: that
1: yeah that and joshua (laughs) also said the same thing basically says maybe a little heavy but super reliable
0: well being I was going to exactly. I think because of this being a cloth covered, you know, aircraft, it is very heavy coming out. You know, it was very heavy. to lift. I was like, dang, but I didn't go for an airplane, you know, like a super decathlon to do stunts and everything. I really wanted a scale flying aircraft. And so it really does appear to balance the aircraft properly. I will look into it. I just got it. I, I haven't had time to open up everything. But as I said, I mean, the wings are in good shape. I like that the spars look way more reliable than the other Taylor craft that I have. I have more confidence that this wing will stay on, and the struts are included. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. I'll let you know how that goes. All right. Cool. All right, Fitz, what did you get?
1: Okay, well, you mentioned a little bit, um, some helicopter stuff. So, you know, I just realized, I was thinking about, I've kind of gotten a... Hankering or a renewed appreciation for vintage helicopters, and I was just thinking about it because I have I have an old shuttle, and I've got a Concept Thirty from I got from my buddy Raymond, and I've got a LMH machine, and uh and so there's been a couple of other ones I've been kind of really pining for, and that, a Duper Shark
2: and a and Schluter Heliboy.
1: Wait, Shark and a Heliboy? Those just Shark. Oh no, man, you don't remember. Yeah. No, don't <laughs> <No. laughs> <You have to laughs> get a box truck up here. Yeah, holy crap. So yeah, some really interesting classic right? because when I I <clears throat> When I started flying helicopters, those were pretty popular at the time and I ended up getting something completely different. And I had struggled to fly it. And I you know, now that I actually know how to fly helicopters, I thought well, really, we really need to revisit some of these old machines just to see how they flew and, and just to get a taste for what the early days of flying RCs. And so there's two ones I've been, well, one I've been really looking for. And <laughs>
0: Sorry, when you said that, I was like, how many cuss words can I say trying <laughs> yeah, to get exactly. this thing off the ground? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so um, so there's, there's, there's still a one or two or three that I've kind of been pining for. And I said, well, if I ever get the opportunity to get, this, that, to get them, I'll, I'll try to get them. And so you were talking about this, the estate sale, and he showed me the link, and... Of course, I immediately saw this and I said, oh, 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 I gotta get it. And if you don't recognize this, um, this is a, uh, Gorham model products. Uh, funny, they finally had a mislabel. They said GTP. And it's actually GMP. It just, the M is very stylized. And so they missed it. But this is, if you recognize it, it's called a cricket. And this is probably <clears throat> notable for being the first really, um, affordable mass produced RC helicopter. Came out sometime, some time, I think the early 80s. And it is, it's very, very basic. It's fixed pitch. It uses an airplane engine for the most part, I think a 28 to 32, something like that. Uh, this has got a very, very basic uh, OS 20, 25 or 28 in there. It's not even ball bearing. Uh, but it, it's still, despite being a little on the rough side, it seems to be in pretty good shape. I think the clutch is still usable. The belt looks in decent shape. Um, you just put a spinner in the back. It's a little, well, little worn. It's going to need some, some TLC and cleaning up. And I have to take the canopy off. Um, but, is the uh, boom these... bent? what's that? Is the boom bent? Uh, I, yes, but I think it's supposed to be bent like that. I, I believe it is. Uh, you know, I don't know. I have to check. I thought there might be, but maybe not. Who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah. It's not a bug. is a feature. Um, it's got,
0: was it's not like a oh, 45 degrees or oh, 90 degrees. That's a good
1: question. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. It's got this little wire here for the drive to tail. And uh, the, one of the blades is broken. And uh, although it does seem other stuff seems to move. It's got some bell cranks. So I haven't really gone through it that much, but it doesn't look terrible. I mean, it looks like it's the blades are in good shape. So it looks like clean it up, see if the tail is supposed to be bent like that or not. And <laughs> uh, and it's you know, it should be flyable. Now, I, I will mention that I did try to fly one 30 years ago. Somebody else had one I knew. And they had a heck of a time trying to get it in the air. And they said, hey, you, you play with helicopters. You try to fly it. And, man, I was it was barely controllable. I had a whole heck of a time getting it in the air. But he didn't have a gyro in it. So one thing I will do is stick a gyro in it <laughs> um, for the tail. So that's cool. I've been looking really looking for one of these forever. <clears throat> there was a uh, local shop that had one hanging up, but they wouldn't sell it. It was like, you know, how, 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 how. So anyway, so now I have a cricket and that's pretty damn cool. That's, this is really a good price. Like, Hell, it had a really, really good, better price than I thought I would get it for. Um, which was great because I overpaid for the next one. <laughs>
0: but, uh, but accordingly, <laughs> <that> accordingly. <laughs> you've had a chance to see it. Yeah. I bet you have no regrets.
2: No regrets. <laughs> it was worth it. I have <laughs> so a question good. on the cricket, fits. Yeah. The, the landing gear, is it normally that wide and short or has it been bent out? It,
1: does look really squat doesn't it and i honestly don't know um it doesn't really look like it's bent down that much of course back then they probably had longer wider gear because just to try to learn how to fly this, this silly thing uh but i don't know i haven't done the research i don't remember to be honest with you but yeah i noticed that too i was like maybe well, do you let get really wide all right um yeah. and these things are just, just funny because they're so so simple no collective pitch so you basically you've got a teetering rotor and you've got a little there's a little metal thing of dampening and just a swash plate. Floor, back, left, right. You you throttle up the climb, throttle down the descend, and uh it's real clunky and it's real it's you've got a delay and a lag and so a lot of these things weren't easy, but you know, you mentioned the heli boy, that was, I think I believe the heli boys were from uh shooter from Germany and were a lot more expensive than this guy. Mm-hmm. And so I think um and the, the Gorn Company, I, I believe sold a lot of these things because uh, they were a good price point. And they also imported the Hérobo shuttle series, and they had their own machines as well. Um, uh, so anyways, so this is just real, this gives me some nostalgia. I remember seeing these in the 80s in the magazines and stuff. I so, thought, man, that would be cool, but I never had one. Now I do. And so hopefully I'll clean it up and maybe make some videos of me trying to fly it. Right. There's a good shot uh, about the
2: helicopter here. People are familiar with them, so
1: you'll want yeah, to go yeah, back I see- and do that. Yeah, I see Mike says, well, somebody convert one to electric. We will convert a three blade head. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess you could upgrade it and do that stuff, but I'm probably going to just keep it stock just as for a nostalgia thing. I got plenty of collector pitch stuff. So, anyways, <clears throat> as Lee mentioned, um, I was looking around and and I saw this. And um, at first, I didn't really think much about it. I said, no, oh, it looks like one of the uh, Kyosho electric helicopters. And I already have like two and a half of them or and one, one greater fly, a couple of parts and stuff like that. So I didn't think much about it. Yeah, I don't need another one. Um, and I, and the pictures, if we were talking about before, whoever took the pictures for the steak sales needs, <laughs> needs, needs somebody else to take pictures. I'll put it that, I'll put it nicely. <laughs> they were pretty crude. They were in the wrong orientation. Half the pictures look like this or, you know, here's a helicopter. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> Upside uh, down. Yeah, <laughs> helicopter for sale. Yeah, okay. but you so, should anyways, be thinking so. Yes, because I, I was looking at, I, I, I scrolled back to it eventually, and I said, well, I'm going to make sure I didn't miss anything. And I poked through the pictures, and there was another picture of it like this. And what do you notice? funny-looking muffler? Yes, it had a muffler. So I said, wait a minute, that's not a Kyosho Electric. But the canopy style is not any of their globe powered ones that I remember the larger size. And I go, is that a Concept 10? And, you know, I did a real quick search and lo and behold, yes, the, the canopy matches to the rare Concept 10. And so it had a 10 or maybe technically a 12 size engine on it. And I've actually been looking for one of these. There's two. Uh, two in this size i'm looking for either the concept 10 or Horobo also made a 10 size engine i believe they're the same engine a 10 size helicopter and i saw that I like ah, yeah, really i like little planes and stuff and this was there and i said okay i got a bid on that too same estate sale so uh and this is the one i kind of got in a bidding war at first it didn't really, ch- the price didn't change much i said like, oh hey maybe i'll get it for a good deal and then somebody came in apparently really liked it as well and it's like, oh, 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 dang it. So we got into a bidding war. And I was able finally to get it a little more than I wanted to. But still, I think a pretty decent price. Uh, because, as Lee mentioned, it is in pristine condition. I don't think it ever flew. It's,
0: it's never flown. It's got a yeah, pull start. Did you see that, Terry? Yeah, it's got yeah. a pull start. It, it rolls. Yeah. It's it's rolls, it out. feels good. There's not a drop of fuel in that tank. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Thick, it's yeah. clean. Um, it's missing some push rods, but that's not a big deal. Uh, But it looks fantastic. doesn't look like there's any marks on the skids. So, yeah, it looks like it was never
0: flown.
1: Canopy's clean. It's a really perfect shape. The blades are in decent shape. There's a little bit of hanger rash on them, but I think they're flyable. And this is really, really neat. You know, it's a little glow engine, but I I just, I like the small glow stuff. I've always had an affinity for that. And what's interesting is I mentioned that I have the electric version, the Kyosho Electric EPs. And as I suspected, they share a lot of the same parts. The whole road head rotor assembly looks identical to the electric one. The blades look identical. Probably the tail blades as well. There's some of course the frame is completely different because of the you know it's glow instead of electric. Um and I think there's a the main shaft is slightly different. But it it looks like it shares a lot of common parts. So it should be able to get replacement parts relatively easier um than if it was all unique. Uh and so this is really cool. I'm not sure how long they made these. I don't think they were made all that long. And probably didn't have a whole lot of power to wait on them. It was just more of a novelty thing. But I think that's just really, just really, really cool. And it's a nice looking machine. I like the look of it as well. So thanks, Lee, for the heads up on this. Uh, I'm a happy puppy. For these two vintage, this is 90s era, by the way, if I remember correctly. I believe earlier, mid-90s, these came out. Uh, have Lee
2: check his tower catalogs.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got the tower catalogs. <laughs> check it out. Tell me when... Uh,
0: I'll, I'll do that.
1: Um... Uh, so I, am, I haven't really had a chance to really do anything with them, but I will hopefully when some summertime comes around, I'll pick one and mess around with it and see if I can get it flying.
0: Um, I'm going to jump sh- in real quick. This is, this is something they included with the helicopter, but I forgot to give Fitz because it was still in my Oh,
1: right. Yes. It came with something real fancy.
0: Oh, it's upside down. Oh. Yes. Nice.
1: High tech challenger three eighties vintage radio. So is that, do you know if that's a ground or air frequency? That's an odd. There's more. There's more in the box for you. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so it looks like it's pretty good shape. It's a card yeah. transmitter. Looks like I wonder what the third oh. channel is. Is it a button or something? Lee, can you tell? Oh, I,
0: don't know. I didn't want to touch it. There's a knob oh. at the top. It's okay. a, it's a, Potentiometer at the top.
1: Interesting, but there it's you go. It's kind of unusual it. with 3 channel like that.
0: Yeah, yeah that's
1: cool. Servos and receiver. Does it look like it's been used or? Uh, all the
0: all the uh well. You know, that's cable tied there.
1: No. it's funny. It Comes with a three. Can you see? Does it say surface or air?
0: It does not. They certainly the can't different. fly a helicopter with that. It's twenty seven megahertz. Oh, that's
1: okay. ground
2: then.
0: Yeah. Ground, yeah.
1: So it's, it's for a neat nostalgia car or something. But
0: yeah,
2: that'll go I nicely in the museum. And then
1: yeah. also, yeah, missed,
2: a... can I show?
0: Can I show Fitz this? The box. You oh yeah, he's, he's
2: already seen pictures, but
1: yeah. Oh, Behold the so eye it does not see. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so Wheels. I got a care package from Terry, and he threw, "Hey, give these to Fitz." So I'm now. I'm officially like a, a shipping supervisor or something. Like that. So yeah, so, at least showing
1: us the wheels that go to the... Um, the RS4. The H- oh, yeah. HPI RS4 car I got last time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I cool. found those at my club's SWAT meet, which was... Was that last weekend? No, two weekends ago. Um, and there was a really good price on them. So yeah, I just picked those up. and Send them down. They, they should work well for you.
0: So I'm still on a FITS theme here. I did bid on some stuff. Uh, Terry knew about this. Fitz doesn't know anything about this. I bid on a box of Cox engines. And I was doing pretty well until I got distracted. And I came back to my phone and I had lost the bid. And Uh. I was devastated. I was like, ah, Terry, you know, I would love to go with Fitz and go through all these engines. And it was a great price. And I was so angry. The worst part, though, is, and I forget what they call the term. What do they call the little items at the grocery store, those last minute Purchases, there's a term for it.
1: Oh, you need to register? Yeah, uh, whatever that uh, impulse buys Yeah, yeah, Like,
0: you know, chewing gum or something. Well, I added a chewing gum (laughs) item, and I won it. And I had to drive so far to get this, but I got this for you, Fitz. So I hope you enjoy the the joke. I got this for you. What the heck is (laughs) that? Bach. (laughs) all right that's it i'm out (laughs) i got this for six dollars but it probably cost me 20 bucks in gas to go all the way where i had to go you're all there to buy some cat
1: six cable for those listening i
0: I wanted the engines oh thank you it's cat six net cable network cable i've been telling fitz he's got to run some cable from his garage to his house and he keeps putting us off and just adding more wi-fi but Anyway, I just <laughs> this is
1: the 21st century. We do wirelessly now.
0: <laughs> it was for you, my friend. So I got this well, huge box. I can't wait to give it to you. <laughs> I appreciate
1: the thought. I think let me know if
2: you need a heat shrink when you hook that up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, and you get the soldering iron. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry about that. Next time pay attention. But ah. thanks for the
0: no. I just just sad there was so it looked like there may have even have been a Cox 010. In that pile ooh, ooh. i could not be sure like yeah, you no. mentioned earlier the pictures were horrible but i was yeah. telling terry I was like my god the bid's 20 dollars right now i mean how how could i say no to that and it started climbing i was like oh, okay i put this bid and i did i put a higher bid i walked away and it sold away. underneath away. me if
2: anybody out there listening or watching won that auction let lee yeah. know what he missed out on
0: Well, I and it was shipped to someone because when I went to go pick it up, I was like, guy, can I please see the this box? I gave him the number. He goes, Oh, no, I shipped it this morning. I was like, curses. (laughs) I probably would have been even more depressed had I seen it because it it is what it is. But there are some finds out there, folks, you know, Terry, Terry finds them in the basements and I get sometimes lucky on uh, estate sales. But not today. Vitzka, Vitzka goes away with a free box of Cat 6. (laughs) Yes.
1: It's the only thing I got free. Uh, should I go into the swap meet? Speaking of that, speaking of swap
0: meets. Do you Uh, have stuff to show? Yeah, I got some stuff to show. Okay. Are you going to use your other camera or just starting to bring your camera bigger? Um, I
1: don't know. Good question. Uh, I'll, I'll do the cameras as I need to. This one's got a little closer, maybe uh okay so i went to well let me i have a slideshow you want to see that real quick oh yeah uh okay let's try that uh all right so um i went to the tri-city flyers swap meet over in san antonio uh which was neat because it was the same uh the next day or the same day was a plastic model show so i was there for a double header i did both and so it made the drive worth it. And I got to hang out with our buddy Richard Ng as well. The, uh, what do we want to call him? The Swat Meet Whisperer?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> deja vu here. Cause wasn't your uh, Weatherford event the same way? Swat Meet in the morning, plastic show in the afternoon?
1: Not Weatherford. Well, that was a long time ago.
0: Georgetown. That was Georgetown.
1: Georgetown, Georgetown yeah.
0: Previous Swat Meet. Okay.
1: Mm. Okay, so uh, let me go back to the beginning. Is that the beginning? Uh, okay, so this swap meet I hadn't been here in a while, and I kind of forgot about it until I got there. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this swap meet. So I took a few pictures while I was there, and this was a neat place because they've got inside, you've had stuff, but outside, a lot of the larger-scale models that don't fit very well inside because it's inside is kind of a modest size. There's a bunch of planes hanging out there, so as soon as you walk up, you've got a whole bunch of eye candy. To look at, you got a few people selling stuff, and there's so there was some nice stuff sitting outside. you like, well, look at that. It's it's covered out of the rain or anything, but it's just outside. You can mill around, and walk up, and so you can see just just a just a mixture of stuff.
3: Did we lose
2: him? I don't know.
3: Fitz froze.
2: All right. I'm going to start texting him.
0: <laughs> so here we see some planes. <laughs> yeah, Fitz. Fitz has a locked A yellow up. one and a blue one. And he, he can't get that cat sick soon enough.
2: <laughs> right? You staged this, didn't you?
0: I totally staged this. It was, I said right at 751, was I going to terminate his Wi-Fi signal out there? Yeah. <laughs> That's exact. <laughs> Everybody's already caught on. <laughs> uh See, I do care. I do care about my buddy. Yep, we dropped. you dropped us. Yeah. Yep, that is funny.
2: All right. So while we're waiting on Fitz to come back, um I mentioned that my club swap meet was a couple weekends ago. I got the wheels for Fitz, and I got maybe just one other thing. um But I'll share that with you. And I was hoping Fitz would be here to see it because I think it would be. Um, interesting to
1: him. Is he back? <laughs> I don't know. My browser window just crashed. It just disappeared. Oh,
0: it was computer bro- crash. Yeah, yeah computer uh-huh.
1: broke. So let me pick up where I was. Sorry. Uh...
0: <laughs> it's live, folks, man. I hope you're enjoying your show. You should see all the comments, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, the Wi-Fi. not <laughs> the Wi-Fi.
1: It was Google's fault. Google Chrome. Okay, can you see that I again? See. Yeah, we can see it. Okay, so let me go back. Anyways, so let's go inside. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, inside, this is a picture from Friday, so it's a little lighter on Friday, but there's still some some interesting stuff. And you can see, one of the first things I noticed was this guy just had a whole bunch of kits. And this just gets me all warm and fuzzy Dang. when I come in. I see a bunch of kits down there, like, ooh. Not that I need any more kits. Uh And so he just got a mixture of, of stuff from Top Flight and... Comet and Gillows and whatnot, and if you pick up uh, kits. And and it was, he was giving some really good prices for that stuff. Uh, this caught my attention because I have one of these, a Shogun. This is a really obscure electric helicopter. And this guy had one and he was selling it for a really good price, but uh, I, I don't fly mine anymore, so I don't need another one. Uh, this was for me was and- back in the day. Uh, I believe so. Okay. I believe it was hobby people, yeah. It was a decent little helicopter for what it was, but it got overshadowed by Thunder Tiger, by the uh, T-Rex. T-Rex came out, and they just blew everybody well away. Uh, P38 for Lee. We were talking about this. Um, uh, he wasn't giving it away, but... Uh, he was, was,
0: Yeah, it was too much.
1: <laughs> yeah. This was neat to see one of these, uh, Mirage 550. This was a Goldberg Electric, one of the early electric-powered... Uh, Designed specifically for electric, kind of a high-range, right. trainer race plane, and there he seems like he's already one. Some unusual planes. This guy, I don't know what this was, a little biplane. I think it was just a scratch build. I thought it was interesting colors, but just thought it was interesting design. There's a Shogun. Some more helicopters. Guy had some pretty good deals on helicopters. This caught my attention. I just thought it was interesting, this black and white plane. If you look closely... That is a glow ducted fan inside there.
3: Oh.
1: Yeah. So and it had a huge wingspan. It probably had a ten foot wingspan, and it had. A, he said uh, an OS, uh, I don't know if it was OS, but it's a 90 size ducted fan. And I asked the guy. I said, "Well, what is it? I've never seen anything like that." He goes, "Oh, it's just something I scratch built. It's his own design, ducted fan jet trainer kind of thing." And he says he's gotten got into turbines and other stuff, so he just doesn't fly it anymore. I said, "Wow, that's just really kind of cool, actually." Uh, Lee was interested in some engines, so I took a picture of a couple different engines that were poking around. This guy had something interesting. A, um, this is not 3D printed. This was a mold. Something weird flying around here. It's not like an ultralight. Uh, it is a resin cast multi-cylinder engine. Fairly large. And you can put it in your airplane as a dummy engine. Was it heavy? It was fairly heavy. <laughs> yeah, it was solid. So if you need a nose weight, there you go. Uh, but it looked pretty cool. Uh, more planes. This guy was blowing out some built planes for, that he wanted to get rid of. A little wide angle there. So the place was decent, not huge, but not tiny. But it was nicely filled. Looked like it was just the right size for what they were doing. Uh, and then you got tables full of stuff. Uh, I thought I sent this, I think, the Leah. just thought it was interesting looking. Mm-hmm. A vintage glider. This guy had a player all wrapped in full carbon fiber. And I said, Well, that's an interesting scheme, but okay. Yeah. Uh and here is uh Richard uh mocking Lee because Lee was looking for one of these for his son, and when I got there, Richard had already found it and bought it. Uh, <laughs> and and I won't tell you how much he paid for it.
0: Is that the uh, E4? Oh <laughs> <call>? no. <laughs> I mean, he refused to sell it to me as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Golly. I guess that no, one had been
2: repainted or something because I've I got one. So.
1: It doesn't look. Yeah, because like... it's a camel, right? That weird. Yeah, blue, um, white, and gray, like yeah. angular camo. Really yeah. nice. So yeah, so um, some more P for you, Lee. Some if Thank you really, uh, if you're a masochist, you can build a Gill's <laughs> version. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> This was, uh, I think, this might be the E-Flight 190, but it had a really nice weathering job on it. Really, really, really nice job. I thought it was pretty pretty. Uh, and a bunch of jets, FlexJet, and I think that's the E-Flight F-16. I can't remember. No, it might be the HSD. one. can't remember. Um, Some good deals. There's a P-51. I thought it was a pretty fair price. But that space Red walker. Bull and a Spacewalker and, uh, I guess, Wagon or something. This guy was giving some good prices. Nice, a big radian with the spoilers. Um, well,
2: speaking, before you move on, speaking of spacewalkers, there are some yeah. that are dual cockpit. So, this is a question for the audience. On a dual cockpit spacewalker, do you solo from the front or the back?
1: I don't know. So, usually from the back, right? But you never know. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, if anybody knows that,
2: send the answer yeah, here. Because I've got a dual cockpit one here that um, I just want to know where to put the pilot bust. Oh, Google broke. Steve says the back. Well, uh, okay. um, maybe I already looked up the answer, but it's, it's fun trivia. So why don't you give him a friend? <laughs>
0: be, that's just, you will be a problem.
2: Dead weight. So anyway, Steve yeah. says the back. So we'll see okay. if that's the
1: Right, Go ahead. <laughs> This was kind of the deal of the day. This guy had a big uh, Red Bull Pilatus Porter electric. I mean, this was actually really quite nice. A little, it's a little well worn. I mean, it was kind of beat up. It had a new cowl and stuff, but he wanted only a hundred bucks for it. That's Basically. with the engine, with the motor. Yeah, it was probably wasn't just for electronic parts alone, but it was actually quite big. Um, uh, and I just said, I don't, I don't need to have room for another big, big, giant plane. Uh, but it was a really good steal, and I mean, he did eventually sold it cuz it was just just really good and uh this was a little um, um bobcat there for a really steal of a price was that say 40 bucks yeah it says 40 bucks on it uh i showed you this guy i i walked up and i said is that an rc and i looked closely no it's control line you can see the the uh, leads on the on the right but this is just a cool looking plane i thought wow that is really neat yeah. Uh, I don't know if he had bought it or selling it or what, but it, I didn't see it after that. So I guess he bought it, but that was just so cool. The detail, because these weird wing, uh, streaks on it.
3: And uh, flaps. And it
1: looks like flaps too. Yeah. So I thought, like, well, that, that's, that's a coolest looking control line. And I'd probably buy it if it, if he hadn't bought it. Um, so it's again, neat stuff. You see it to swap meat. Uh, here's something else I probably would have bought, but it looks like it was missing some pieces. This is some mm-hmm. sort of, either flying wing, or I think technically it's a tailless plane, uh, very old. The guy didn't know what it was called. That also kind of is like, well, I have no idea what this is. But the problem is it was missing some pieces. Apparently it was missing a, a piece of a nose cone and a body pant, a belly pant or something. And uh, it was often a really good price, but I, what is it? <laughs> it
3: was what like, was okay.
1: Made- was that? What's it made of? It was balsa wood. It might have been okay. foam core. I wasn't quite sure, uh, but it was balsa. It's got some retro '70s colors on it or '80s. Yeah. Uh, it, have, it looked like it would be pretty neat. No landing gear you had, It's a hand launch thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe it was from Model Airplane News or RCM plans or something. But okay. uh, kind of molded over. I came close and I said, "Nah, that's all right. No project." Um, uh, there's more kits. Some old Red Box Top Flight stuff. Um, just, I thought this was interesting looking. I thought it was ducted fan, but it's a pusher prop. It just looks weird. I think it might make a hybrid. I had to think about it. could have been a fun hybrid ducted fan and prop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this was interesting. This guy scratch built this of his own design. It's some sort of seaplane thing. Uh, he was telling me about how he, it flew fine, but it wouldn't take off water. And he started moving the motors up and changing the, the keel and that kind of stuff It's almost kind of like the, the joke we have for our swap meet things, you know, he's all stuff stuff. Well, I haven't had a chance to fly it yet. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, okay. <laughs> that reminds
2: uh, me. Fritz, do you remember that ducted fan flying boat that I made? That we tested out. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Man, that thing stuck to the water. Like it, it would not every now and then I would get lucky if I hit some rippled water, but on flat water, it would not plane. It would just, Rear back on its tail and almost stand straight up. <laughs> so,
1: it's
2: a hydronad. It's a thing. Do you still have it? Um, no, I think I parted it out and used uh, the guts
1: and something else. I was curious if you to try it off of snow.
2: Uh, I'm sure it would work fine there.
1: Uh, this was nice. This actually, Richard found this and this was a really beautiful. Uh, I think it's a Fokker D8. Uh, it looked like it was a free flight, it was fairly large maybe a 36-inch wingspan, something like that. Looks like it never been flown. The covering job was really, really pretty. I, I think he used uh, either a silk span or a tissue. And it was really, really pretty and nice. And Richard said he was going to try to see if he can get it flying. It take some work, but it was, yeah, I didn't see it. I just saw it on his table. Like, where'd you get this from? Like, oh, the guy was selling it over there. Uh, so... Is so he going to pre-flight it or convert it? Uh, I believe he's going to convert it. He's yeah. not really into pre-flight, so... This was cool. I, if I didn't have pieces to build one, I probably would have taken this home. This is a linear Stinger 10. Um, and another swap mean I picked up all the plastic pieces to scratch build one. So I figured, ah, I don't need another one, but this was just neat to see. Uh, this guy had built it. it, had a little OS engine on it, or you could take it out, put electric in it. And I've always wanted to fly, have a fly a Stinger 10. So it caught my eye. Neat little sport plane. Uh, and here's, uh, Another F-15 I try to enter raffle for, and no joy. I guess I told you, Lee. None. <laughs> and there's my hand cramps, writing out all the tickets. Uh, I thought this was kind of neat. This was an Italian fighter plane. I can't remember if it was the Macchi or the um, Fulgor. God, I always get confused. Uh, I guess it's scratch-built. I don't think everybody's ever made a kit of this that you know of. Um, it was a little, the wing looked a little odd. It was like, no dihedral in it. And the power setup was also very uh, uh what do you call it? Vintage. It had a yeah. brushless motor. I remember these old phaser motors, but it had a gearbox on it as well. So remember those old in runners with the gearbox that turned a problem. So that sounds funny. I'll open the hatch. I go, ah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's very kind of old school, early, early brushless setup on it. So uh and that's it for pictures. So ah, uh, so you're probably wondering what I got at the swap meet and I ended up. It's funny because on Friday, I've got, I got very little stuff. i basically bought some wheels. Um, I got some replacement wheels, some old dubros and, and stuff to replace some of the really hard wheels in some of my planes. And that's basically all I bought on Friday. I was there Friday and Saturday. And so I spent a dollar or something like that on, on stuff. I said, hey, I want to get out of here cheap. I'm not going to buy anything. And of course, did I roll in on Saturday and end up with a few things? Uh, yeah, it's You I know, couldn't resist for the novelty of it. And one of them you'll recognize is, let me go to the wide camera. And yeah, here somewhere, isn't it?
3: Uh, oh, I got it. You have it. to re it because you I, disconnected. I disconnected
1: there. Uh, there we go. Oh, that's freaky. <laughs> yeah. Really wide bad. angle. <laughs> so I end up getting <laughs> ended up the bad. Bobcat. <laughs> 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 it's basically receiver ready. It's got uh three tracks in it already. It's got servos. I had to look up what it was. I wasn't sure what the guy didn't actually know what it was. I had to go do some uh, Google searching and uh, and I found it. And what really intrigued me was it's got this small three-bladed prop with a lot of pitch on it. And I'm thinking, oh, and it's got a pretty beefy motor. So I wonder if I can really crank up the power on this sucker and see how fast I can get it going. Uh, so I thought for 40 bucks, why not? It's not that, that terribly big. Uh, see how much juice I can throw in. It's got lights in it, too. Interestingly enough, on the leading edge of the tail and the wings, and on the side, this is a light bar. Oh. So I thought that's pretty cool. I'm so <laughs> not sure it'll be a night flyer per se, but yeah. Uh, so is that the
2: circle hanging down from the aileron? The, yeah. the other one. Other aileron. Is there something? Oh, yeah. Made?
1: It looks like it, it got knocked out. Oh, okay. I was wondering I if they had a, that. a balance on there or something. like oh, That's weird. No, it just got knocked out maybe in shipping or something. And it's got this weird uh, bell crank system. For the rudders, there's a servo oh, yeah. here. There's a bell crank. It's a, it's a little bit clunky, but whatever. It was it was sold by uh, <coughs> excuse me. It was sold by Nitroplanes back in the day. Okay. Oh, uh, so thanks to a uh, gentleman for giving me a really good deal on that. Uh, what else? Uh, I got several other things. Oh. So <laughs> I was walking around, what's that? Never mind. I was going
2: to, I thought you were getting up to go get something. I I had an anecdote to share, but go
1: ahead. No, no. Everything's right here. You can share it later, I guess. Uh, A gentleman had one of these for an absolute steal. I said, hey, this is a little P51 UMX. This is the previous version. I I understand they just reissued this uh, as a version two with some upgrades. (coughs) Brushed version or brushless? You know, I don't know. (laughs) That's a good question. It might be brushed. Yeah. I didn't to look. <coughs> but I thought I might need to have one as an indoor flash. Excuse me. <coughs> Let
3: me drink the water.
1: That's not water. <laughs> um, and interestingly enough, the gentleman had this as well. Oh, cool. And uh, uh, it's a funny story in this one. $10? He had a ridiculous, ridiculously low price on it. Yeah, ten dollars. I said, "Well, for ten dollars, I might just get it for parts." Yeah, and so you were joking about um, me being able to sell stuff for more if I sign it and that kind of stuff. Well, he recognized me from my uh, YouTube uh, um,
0: from just say it RC Roundtable podcast.
1: From yeah, okay, from the RC Roundtable yes, podcast. just
0: say it properly, there, young man. <laughs>
1: And so he said, Hey, I recognize you. How about uh, we were joking around? He said, Here, just take it. I'll give you a celebrity discount. So he just gave it to me. Nice. Uh, it's got, yeah, it was really nice of him. And uh, no, it's not perfect. It's got some, he says it's got a bad elevator servo or something in it. So I mean, it's not like per- in pristine condition. But I said, Hey, either I can either get it fixed or I'll use it for parts for something else. So that's pretty well, good. So I got to. I think it has that... a
2: standard spectrum brick where the elevator and rudder are on the, they're on the
1: board. All oh, right. They're on a brick with the so... jack
2: screw kind of servo. So a lot of right. times it's just some schmutz in the jack screw. So
1: yeah, probably the feedback pot or something Maybe dirty. It just needs to be cleaned. So I figured for 10 bucks, you know, either flies or I scavenge it for parts. But yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Well, it wasn't 10 bucks for free. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. It would have been worth 10. It would have been worth 10. I was gonna give him 10, but he said, no, just take it. Then okay. And uh, I ended up getting a couple other stuff. Somebody had some for free. I think it might have been the same guy. I got a little um uh, just a brushless motor and a servo a high tech HS 60. Also, okay. throwing in a deal. Uh um Richard didn't want to be left out. So he said, here, just take this. <laughs> some, some. <laughs> the tail's some... been shot. Yeah. It's, it's all beat up. But again, <laughs> might be good for parts. I don't know if it even flies or, or does anything. Uh, oh, I well, was speaking of Richard. He was at a bookstore. He says, Hey, I saw this. You're interested in this. He got me this. Ugh. Now this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a very it's a
3: specific book.
1: Very specific book, Imperial Japanese Navy Aircraft Instrument Panels. I thought this is cool. This would be great reference material for different instrument panels and their colors. And it actually spells out the different controls on it as well. You know, talk, there's a zero, one, and what else is there? Mitsubishi, more zeros. Lots of different model zeros, 52, 86 on five, Raiden. Kate, look at that! Look at that! That's so pretty cool.
0: I forgot so, to mention to Fitz that the the Cat Six I got is actually it's it says Japanese Zero on on the box. It's <laughs> <No. laughs> for Zero. That's why I bought it for you. I <laughs> <clears throat> uh, got uh, one couple other
1: things real quick. Uh, something that doesn't fly, but I can use it for flying things. You probably can't see what I'm doing. Hold on a second. Trebuchet? It's not coming out of the box. <laughs> Trebuchet? No. Ah, here we go.
3: Fish tank. <laughs> display
1: case. All right. Yeah, it's a neat little display case. It's got a door in the back. There we go. Can you see it? Uh, I'm just going to... Door in the back. and if you can really seize that. I'll turn it around. There we go. Door was like lock. be good for like
2: 12 scale cars or something.
1: You can put 12 scale cars. It was funny. The guy he had it says, Yeah, I had it for the display Cox engines. I'm like, huh, there you go. Okay, sold. <laughs> and I could use it for exactly the same thing to display Cox engines. It's got a light in there too. As well. See well. Nice. up there? Two lights. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really nice. It was uh, this is a really snazzy case. I said, Yeah, I'll take that sucker. I'm use a nice cool. little display case. So, anyways, I think that is it for the most part. You did see, um, of all things, at the plastic model show that I went to. This is RC model related, so don't don't freak out. Uh, let me go to the smaller camera here. Oops. Uh. There was a gentleman selling magazines and uh, they had some old model airplane news magazines he was selling. And so Very I picked cool. up a few, I just thought they were just cool. This one's from October, 1940, I just thought the, new, the the novelty of a pre-war just before the war showing the prototype Corsair on the cover. That was pretty cool. Um, This, the um, just one had an air CUDA on the front. I just thought that was pretty neat as well. Uh, Again, another novelty one. Which year is this? This is so a wartime model airplane news, 1942, showing what looks vaguely like a Betty bomber being shot down. Hmm. That that, I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Propaganda.
1: Yeah, propaganda. uh oh look on the back too there's some this is oh, solid yeah. models uh spotting enemy airplanes. there's some Japanese planes on here that you can you can order your solid model and make your own uh enemy aircraft i d six for fifty cents <clears throat> hmm. so I think it's fascinating to see what what was going on um in the you know during wartime with models and stuff. oh there's one more just one caught really caught my attention. You recognize the aircraft? No. He's very famous for a theory. It says is. No. Uh,
2: it's not Bernoulli.
1: Yes, it is. Very it's, good. You get
2: a cookie. It's not the same though. I think the spelling's different. This is
1: Bernelli, Bernelli bomber. There's only one, right? Right.
2: The th- the other the theory is Bernoulli. O U L. Oh, Bernoulli.
1: You're right. Maybe it is a different guy. Okay. Sorry, but yeah. The Bernoulli Bomber, uh, I thought, was just interesting to see it on the cover. I don't think they, I don't think they talk about any of these per se inside. Um, I had to look. I really just looked at it quickly. Uh, but Bernoulli is is of interest to me because um, of where I grew up. At uh, the New England Air Museum has a Bernoulli aircraft. I think it's missing the outer wing panels, but they've had it for years and years and years. You used to sit out in the in the And the elements, and I understand, if I recall correctly, they finally moved it inside or cleaned it up and started restoring it and stuff. So, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. Really rare to see it presented anywhere. Hmm. Uh, So, they had a whole bunch of them, but I only just picked up a few. Um, And this one was 1939. So, I got 39, 42, 38. And he had one, I think, dated back to 1935, I think. So, I didn't realize model airplane news went back that far. And and it's ironic because now I've written for Model Airplane News in the modern era, so it's, uh, it's interesting. And I couldn't resist; I did get a book on it. zero.
3: Of course, you did.
1: <laughs> Aero model, 1963. Uh so I think that is it for my swap meet loot. I don't think I missed anything. Double checking, and I got some Velcro. I was running low on Velcro, so the guy had some Velcro strips for cheap. So it was uh that was fun, fun little trip down there. I had a good time, came back up and now I've got to see if I can get some of those planes flying. Uh We might have an indoor meet. That's why the P-51 caught my attention. I that maybe I'll be able to fly inside, indoors, uh, have something a little more snazzy than my aerobatic planes, a little scale-like. Cool.
2: All right, cool. Speaking of, I think there's a few people in the chat that are fairly local to me. So next Wednesday, um, I'm going to be helping to organize an indoor event in Southern Door County, which is, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes from me, but a little bit further south. So if anybody's interested in that, it's an indoor fly-in, it's going to be free. And the idea behind it is it's kind of an aviation event to promote to the kids that go to this high school. And so part of that, they open up the gym for RC flying. So if you're interested, message me. I'll give you the details, and I hope people can come out.
1: <clears throat> cool. Good luck with it. Sounds cool. There's some pictures. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah.
3: Will do. Wait, Lee, do you have anything else?
0: I do. Okay. So, so something that happened yesterday.
1: Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun.
0: Dun-dun-dun. So I'm keeping this... Behind blinds, Ryan called nah. me yesterday. Says the uh, the officer, the sergeant, who's part of his uh, Air Force ROTC, said they had all this stuff in the uh, closet that they were going to get rid of, and they were going to throw it away. So they were asking some of the oh. students to to uh, throw stuff away. And Ryan said, "Well, I think my dad will want that." So we filled my truck with all this airplane gear. Oh, nice! That <laughs> they were tossing, and we were tossing. I had- They were good. And I'll I'll, I'll have some stories. But the apprentice is in great – Phil C. Terry. The apprentice is in great shape. And after I – you know, they filled the car and I talked to them. He just said they didn't have a mentor. He said – I. he goes, I've been here for five years. We've never opened these boxes. So I was just going to clear them out of the closet. I mean they just didn't have anybody to to teach him. Maybe they did at one time. And I was like, buddy, I'm your man. I said, if I had known, I would have been helping you guys. So we exchanged information. But he says, but we're not going to keep this. So if you want it, you can have it. And I'm gonna rebuild the apprentice. It's got some minor damage. And I'm gonna work with these kids. Uh, but this was cool, oh, you know. I said, like, yeah. all right, I got a night vapor. Yeah. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>. I was <laughs> like, God, the first box I opened, and it's empty. <laughs> oh, robot house. Yeah. But but there were some winners. So, oh, like oh, you, oh. I they have a, a super cub. And oh, I think this is oh. the best one in in shape. Uh, and the mini vapor, I it gosh, it looks really good, but I haven't done anything with these yet. Uh, but there was some more foam damage on the other uh super cub, but got a little duet there, and they had a couple of these little drones there. But this is the P51, this is a brushed version, this is an early park zone, and nice. it has some pretty weird wing damage here. It's cracked, it's it's pretty bad here. Um, 27, is it 27 megahertz? I don't know what it's a very weird frequency, no parts but not. I'm like, I might I might be able to play with that. And Ryan was like, Dad, come on, let's convert this. So, you know, it's again, a gear brush motor, but we'll take a look at it. But guys, look at the transmitters and stuff they had. So, oh, wow, uh, DX seven. Um, I the battery that was in it was completely shot. So I did plug it into one of mine. It does turn on. So that's good news. The DX five probably came with the apprentice and I plugged it in. Uh, I replaced all the batteries and that's working. So, obviously, they had Real Flight 8. I don't know if they had a computer set up, so I want to check with him to do that. But they had two transmitters. So, it kind of makes me wonder if they had more than one computer running it. And um, yeah, so I've tested both transmitters. They work with my Real Flight 9.5 off of Steam. And uh, oh, it was just kind of nice. So, I'm going to go through hmm. that stuff and see what I can do to help them.
2: Speaking of Real Flight, um, our buddy Phil Hinkle has started doing. Um, Real flight, I don't know what you call them, but to events where people that have versions that can talk online, they just get together and fly virtually. Oh. So, yeah. something you want to participate in. I'm not throwing that invitation out there to everybody, <laughs> but I was mentioning to you, Lee.
0: Yeah. Steve, you've redeemed yourself with that comment. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. It mm. was <laughs> a little off, uh, offline chatter we had. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> But I, I'm looking forward to getting The Apprentice fixed for them. And, and it's like the old E-Flight receiver, like the black and white stuff uh-huh. you know, that they had. So uh, I'm, we'll see, I'll, I'll give it a try. But you know, that's kind of the first plane, big plane that Austin soloed on. So I'd love to be able to do a buddy box system. I'm curious, do you think you can do, do you think the DX5 would do buddy box, wireless buddy box? I'm thinking it's too old, I but don't I don't think so. Yeah, sorry.
2: That sounds like a very simple Google search.
0: Well, and I think I told you guys I did pick up a DX6. So it with the sole purpose for keeping it with plywood overcast. So hmm. I'd have an official buddy box and it's in really, really good shape. So, um, but it'd be nice to have a, another one. All right, cool. But that's all I had. Except, right, well, to, oh, but wait, there's more. I forgot to share this screen and I got to give credit where credit is due. So Terry, you did awesome. I hope everybody has seen this online or has seen it you know, running amok on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. But Terry just had this bug, and he was like, hey, I got some ideas, guys. And he sent us a sample, and then we started throwing some at him. But this has just done really well on the Internet. We've had other people sharing it. So uh, take a look at it now. Do screenshots. But this is hilarious. And so I, I posted it on the Texas Warbird Thunder Facebook group because – our clubs swap meet is next week. And we have a lot of members of that group that come out. So I said, bring this handy chart with you. <laughs> <First of> all, <laughs> I know I will be using some of these for the stuff I have to sell. So <laughs> I love Iqwig though. I know what I've got.
2: <laughs> so we were loosely talking about taking the greatest hits from that list and making a t shirt out of it. So we'll see if we actually make that happen. But I think that would be fun to wear to swap meets. Yeah.
0: And I've always, I've enjoyed seeing other people add stuff.
2: Yeah, there are some good ones.
0: Well, it's, I think someone said it it looks better than it flies or it flies. They say it flies better than it looks. And it's like, no, it looks better than it flies. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, good job there, buddy. That was fun. Yeah,
2: and thanks for your help with it. So is that everything you got Lee?
0: That's everything I got.
2: Okay. So I've just got, oh, I forgot about the price pigeon thing. That's what Tony just brought up. Yeah, that, that came and went, didn't it? We'll have to keep that around. <laughs> um, so I started to talk about another thing that I got from my local swap meet two weeks ago. So there are really only two noteworthy things. One is the wheels that I got for Fitz's RS4. And the other thing is that I got a Hummer from a guy. Okay, let's not leave
1: that hanging <laughs> out here Awkward pause. <laughs> 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 it's a long oh, Hummer.
0: Yeah. Oh, Zig Hummer. Look how oh, long that Hummer is. Yeah. Oh, Zig oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, Hummer. Is yeah, look at that. Half a sport plane. So, can I tell Excuse my Hummer story?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, let's keep the devil entendre going here. Go ahead, Fitz.
1: I have a Hummer story. So, that Hummer has a special place in my heart a little bit. So, early, early, early in my RC flying career, Uh, you know, I taught myself to fly, I crashed a whole bunch of planes and I finally learned to fly on a gentle lady and I got to fly that pretty well. And I think I had a one or two high wing planes and I thought, well, I need to advance my flying skills. I need to fly a low wing, something or another. And poking around, I ended up on that SIG Hummer. It was low wing, 049 powered. Uh, it was a kit. And so I built it. And I flew it. The first flight was successful, and it was really, really left a, a mark on my flying career because uh, it was it was my first low wing plane that I flew. I had to hand launch it, and, oh, wow. uh, it, and was, it was two channel. It was two channel, yes. And the first head launch um, was a little wonky, but it got in the air, and I ended up having a successful flight with it. And I flew the heck out of that plane. And then at one point, I hacked in some retractable landing gears into it as well, using the old, um, was it, um, not, uh, GWS maybe? No, they were mechanical retracts made by, um, um, uh, they, they're known for their hinges. Um, Robart? Robart, that's it. Robart makes a set of half a retracts. I was at a hobby store and said, half a retracts, like half a retracts, and they're routine tiny little retracts a little servo, and I put them in. But the funny thing was, the field I was flying at, I could not take off with the wheels. The grass was too tall. So I only used the wheels for landing. <laughs> and so I'd hand launch it and fly it around. And, and the guys, I didn't tell them I had retracts in it. They just talked about my the regular Hummer. And I flew it around. And I said, Oh, I'm coming in for landing. Oh, wait, I have wheels. I pop, hit the switch, and the <laughs> wheels come out. And they're like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> So I just wanted to say that that plane has a special place in my heart, and that's great that you got one.
2: Yeah, I know we had talked about it in some context before, and you had mentioned that you had some history with it. Yeah. So same here. That's the reason I bought it. I had one when I was a kid at some point, built it, but never finished it. So I think I got it framed up and covered, but never put gear in it, and obviously never flew it. And I don't know what happened to it. At some point, it just disappeared from my parents' house. So that's why I got this one, intending to build it off-white electric when I do.
1: Yeah, but, electric.
2: Yeah, but I had blocked out some memories of building this thing, because this is a new-looking box, and I think Sig might still produce this. I so think I'm thinking, so. all right, cool. this is probably a newer version, oh, but it's all laser-cut now, right? It must be. Well,
1: no, the parts are printed. Oh, oh I forgot about that. It's not even die cut. <laughs> completely forgotten about that they were they were printed. Yeah. Okay, so, that's um, kinda low rent. <laughs> Especially I nowadays.
2: Did, I didn't look in the box before I bought it. I'm like, oh, Hummer, I'll take that. And then I got a home like Oh man. I would have bought it anyway, but yeah. I have to get the bandsaw out. Now I wanna say some of the parts are die cut. Yeah, I think there's some die cut ribs here, but you know, all the fuselage parts and everything else. It's just, printed it on the lid, you cut it out, so.
1: Yeah, at least they just take a straight edge and slice it, yeah. Yeah, no big deal. I remember being a pretty nice flag modeler. I don't remember having any bad thoughts about it.
2: Yeah, cool, so, in 20, 30 more years, I'll have this one ready to go.
1: I hmm. yeah, hear
2: you. Go. Now the lid won't close. All right, I'll get that later when I'm putting away my heat shrink.
3: All
2: right, boys, what else we got?
3: Steve Munsey scratch
2: builds Sig hummers. I bet once you've built one or two, yeah. they're pretty easy.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all Hershey bar wing, flat fuselage. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: And Jason confirmed something. that Sig still sells it and shows die cut. I wonder if all the parts are die cut now or they just count the ribs being die cut as a die cut kit. Whatever. So there's not a whole lot to it. But speaking of, I've been going on and on forever about my electro streak. I finally got it back on the bench. I've been working on that the last few days and you know, I converted <laughs> it to a, What? Why are you laughing?
0: So I, I converted uh-huh.
1: it League, you're you're on mute.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was clearing my throat earlier. I was like, you, you're going to put it on the bench, and you're going to move it over here on the bench, and it's no, going to no, slide no. over here on the bench, and then it's going to be off the bench. So there's Repeat. fresh polka dust in my workshop. <laughs> it,
2: it came from that. So, what I wasn't counting on is I converted it to VTail, and building the fuselage it took a lot longer because of that. But now, just installing the VTail servos, I'm making push rods for it it's taken me forever to get that done. I'm getting close to the end now, but I've spent several hours just measuring and I'm using carbon fiber with some 256 uh, push rods on the ends. And just the the geometry of that V-tail really makes things more complex. So I've invested a lot of time in that. I'm looking forward to getting past that milestone. I think the next step will be a little bit of final construction on the fuselage to cover up where the push rods exit and then I'm ready to cover. And so what do they say? Seventy five percent done, seventy five percent to go at that point.
0: So it won't be too long. Okay, if you say so. Tony now shows up.
1: uh (laughs) Okay, we're done. We're done next time.
0: I think we, we have didn't... wrapped it up, Tony. You're gonna you're gonna have to stop and rewind.
2: <laughs> so, right, um, yeah, that's everything I've got. If anybody needs some LEDs with wire leads on them, let me know. Fifty I'll bucks you... each.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dollars. Hey, wait, uh, 50 let's, wait. Let's ask the question to people here, still here. Uh, what's the providence on an LED sold by Terry? If it's a dollar, would you pay to because it yeah. came from Terry Dunn? No. If you threw in a RC round table sticker, is it <laughs> well, really? Yeah, if I threw in a five dollar
1: bill, would you pay three dollars? <laughs> what if you engraved each one with your initials
0: really tiny? Oh, here, let me see. Let me little. use the screen there. You're showing the LEDs or we're showing the connectors. yeah.
2: Custom servo extensions for a good price. Just uh, yeah, I got it all. Everything these <laughs> prices are crazy. Everything must
0: go. <laughs> he's got it right. <laughs> you can sell it for free, just up the shipping, daily charge, yeah. Just yeah.
2: I'll ship it for the uh, same price they charge me to ship it.
0: So he wants you to bring it to Neat.
2: So that might be worth mentioning that this year's Neat Fair, um, they're, is it some anniversary, Jason? Some big anniversary? Um, they're doing a nostalgic sort of theme. So vintage hmm. electric stuff. So yeah, man, I really need to get back there for that, don't I?
1: I'm trying yeah, to figure cool. out. Levi has never been there, too. So,
2: yeah, you guys talk about going all the time, but let's just talk. So,
1: (laughs) but yeah, if that's
0: well, if you sell enough LEDs, you can pay our trip.
1: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, what do they consider vintage? I don't know.
2: Uh, Jason, if you have any information on that, either put it in the chat here or send us a, a message and we'll put it on our Facebook page. But uh, it's the 25th anniversary, he's saying. So, and Steve is asking where NEAT is, that it's in the middle of the black hole where you get no cell
0: reception <laughs> in New York. So it is off the road, the northeast. And you literature. can get your planes stuck in trees. And it, it didn't yeah. get stuck in a tree. It, it went
2: through a tree. It, um,
1: <laughs> it details. Uh,
2: Schoenhoppel, New York. It's in the mountains there. There's no cell reception. And that's the best thing about it. It's completely off the grid. You know, <laughs> There's
1: there. no satellite reception.
2: It's at a campground where there's a full-scale grass strip, and you just go, and you fly airplanes for a few days or more, and you eat lots of good food, and it's an electric-only event. It's been around for 25 years now. Um,
0: very Is neat. there still a
2: toga party? Um, well, <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say the things that go on. You have to go I see, party. I <laughs> see. I was but,
1: thinking, it, it, what, what happens in Chatoga stays in Ch- 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 Chautauqua. <laughs> Should, should yeah. And yeah, what i on? Said, it stays at neat. Yeah, it's
2: um, a drinking party with a flying problem, uh, <laughs> or something like that. So anyway, it's fun. I went several years when I lived in Buffalo. Uh, I need to get back there, and uh, maybe this is the year I can make it happen. Jason's saying pre two thousand stuff is what qualifies as vintage wow. or. Ooh. I of a couple planes
1: that meets, I'm I'm looking around, I've got uh, a couple different things I think it will meet that criteria.
2: Yeah. That yeah. doesn't yeah. sound right. Steven's also in the chat, he's one of our thousand's
1: not that long ago, is it?
0: Does <laughs> it doesn't feel that long ago?
1: <laughs> it's vintage. Year 2000. What two thousand 2000s only? Oh crap, that's twenty four years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So
2: anyway, so I'm gonna see if I can make that happen. September's always tough. Um, and that's right yeah, on the
1: field. Busy at work too. I got some so, stuff. Well, I'd love we to have go. have bomber. You know, bombers right. are Let's, a
0: big conflict.
1: Yeah, we have bombers. Let's bomber. call this. What's this. for what we can
0: I am saying, <laughs> well, yeah. all three of us are
2: making excuses already, and I just threw the idea out there. Let's give it a yep. legitimate effort and consideration. I'll try my Well, best. if
0: if yeah. Barry's bringing that B seventeen, I I don't want to miss that. <laughs> I saw him send it, sharing some more photos of the huge B7. How big is the B17 that Rayburn's building?
1: That's... Uh, ginormous. 12 foot wings. Ginormous. Yeah, it's ginormous. I have the I ball wait. turret. I was doing some stuff for him and the ball turret's like this big, literally like eight, nine inches in diameter. It's huge. Uh, but, well, there'll be other bombers. How am many... <laughs> and, and I have family up in that area too. I need to visit. So I might see if I can squeeze it in. Uh, well, At least... yes. Oh, crap. But do they have the logistics of getting airplanes up there? Because I don't think I'd want to drive up there. That's a long hmm. trip. Uh, maybe I can ship some stuff. Well, like I said, I have family up there. Maybe I can ship some stuff to uh, some family and pick it up and drive over. Okay. Anyways, I don't want to you know, work it out now. But uh, I'd like to go. I'd like to I've never been to that event. It sounds great. And... That little, I have a hunch that you could yeah. show up
2: with no planes at all and you would never run out of stuff to fly.
1: <laughs> so, that's all I'm saying. Um, I see. Speaking of events, uh, yeah, Mike, send me the details again. I thought I had them and I couldn't find them, so send me, um, what that is, and I'll, I'll see if I can make it up there. Uh, he's he has a. Um uh, this is our buddy Mike. He's have he's hosting a helicopter flying up in the dallas Fort Worth area in April. And there's not a whole lot of helicopter fly-ins in my area, hardly any actually. So uh I, that'd be pretty cool if uh he gets his role in and Claire Allen some little helicopter stuff. So if I get the information, maybe post it to our Facebook page too.
2: All right. Now I know Lee wanted us to keep it under an hour and a half. We're a little bit over that now. But um while Michael's chatting, you know, we had him pop in on the show a while back to talk about his B1 experience, which did not go well. And oh, then yeah. There was a th- recent thread where somebody released kind of a review video about the B1 and their experience. Oh, the video. I
1: saw that. Yeah.
2: Man, the, the chat around that just got kind of dramatic. I'm not in the middle of it, so I was just an outsider peeking in, but some people are really passionate about that stuff.
1: Yeah, even on the video itself, you looked at the comments, the manufacturer or at least the distributor chimed in. Oh, that was not a good look. Yeah, I I thought uh, that one. Yeah, bad. That is
0: fascinating. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, you ready to wrap it up? A reminder for those of you who are (laughs) hiding under a rock April 8th is the huge eclipse that's crossing the central U.S. and. the AMA is hosting a, you know, camp out basically at the IAC. It's one of the oh, official cool. spots in Muncie. And so yeah. we've already got it on our website, modelaircraft.org to, uh, if you're up in that area and you want a huge field to enjoy the eclipse, please do so. And you get a discount being an AMA member. So go look at all the links that we have on there. And as it's, as Curtis mentioned, it's happening in Dallas. So Fitz, maybe you and I can take a trip up there.
1: So it looks like a I will be away for work. I just, I just got to know what it's like yesterday. He said, oh, yeah, we have another work trip coming up. And it's April 9th or something. So, uh-uh.
0: so this is my son, and he's brilliant, and I love it. I was going to tell him, though, that, yes, I think it would be great to bring a night flyer <laughs> during the solar eclipse to fly, what I want to do <laughs> I want to Day put my fire. Mavic in the air and let it hover and do a time lapse of oh, seeing the cool. shadow come across the field. So I have got to put some plans together. I haven't quite done that yet. My brother, who's an astronomer, he has booked this thing like three years ago at a bed and breakfast out in West Texas. So he's uh, set. <laughs> I'm of nowhere, looking forward huh? to seeing his photographs because he's got uh, the, the entire setup. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy that coming up. But uh, don't forget, we got Perry Swap you got Seth, the Daytona uh, Dayton, excuse me, Modorama. Uh, Toledo mm-hmm. show is up there, so go check the calendars, folks. Make sure you participate, yeah. and uh, if you have any fun stories to sh- share with us, put them at contact at rcroundtable.com. Did you want to mention the feedback we got about your story, Terry? I thought that was nice. What are you talking about? The the surgical, or the Oh, uh, the keister cam. Yeah.
1: The so, cam? <laughs> okay.
2: I assume most of you listened to the last show already where we did a little PSA at the end talking about make sure you're taking care of yourself. And that includes getting a colonoscopy when you reach the appropriate age. And we got feedback from at least one person who mentioned that they were one of those people who got the colonoscopy when they were supposed to, and they caught something early and got it taken care of. And they've been clean ever since. Well, I think clean would be the right word, but so it was a good example of how things are supposed to go with all that. So, that's good news and maybe more evidence that you know, gets people to go in that direction. So my appointment got shifted back a couple of weeks because of logistics. So, uh, I'm still in the queue for that and, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. once I've gone through. To Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you know,
0: hey, but, but the, but the comment I wanted to make was it, it was a, it was a viewer who appreciated us mentioning it saying hey glad you are reminding people to do so and i would say the same thing i had mentioned i had done it twice and so i i have to get checked all the time and uh hope you guys are taking it seriously and, and have it done yeah
1: all right cool well that concludes our old man talk
0: <laughs>
1: if you start talking about your goiters you're gonna get disconnected
0: <laughs> yeah. all right you wrap it up for us Fitz fits
1: all right Rice a Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, great. We had, it looks like we had a really great, uh, uh, interaction with the folks out there. So, so right. thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for all our old friends coming in and new friends coming in as well. And, uh, stay tuned for more glorious and exciting things from RC Roundtable. Hopefully we will see you guys at a flying or some event near you. Maybe neat, maybe not. Anyways, uh, I don't think any last things before we
0: go. Like and subscribe.
1: <laughs> yes. Please like and subscribe. Hit the bell. All those usual things. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate you all, especially if you, if you see us somewhere, say hello. You might even get a sticker. I gave one out this past weekend. Somebody came out today. Hey, I like your, your podcast or I told him about the podcast. No, I think he said he didn't even listen to the podcast. And so I gave him a sticker. So if you see us and you say you like this channel or Podcast, you might just get a sticker and an LED not, or an LED. <laughs> <laughs> you do your head up. We LEDs. should just we should just tape the LEDs <laughs> to
0: every sticker we give out.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's this mean?
1: No, <laughs> just take it and like it. All right. We'll see you guys later and have a glorious weekend. Hopefully the weather holds up. It doesn't look like it will this weekend for us that much. But anyways, we'll see you later.
0: Bye.
2: Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com. That's where you will find all of our podcast episodes. You can also find a little bit of background information about the show host and leave comments and suggestions about the show. There are links to a few of our favorite vendors and also links to our various social media accounts. Thank you for watching and listening.